Hi there, and I am so happy that you're here. Thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Mita Murthy, and this is a Mind Stories Moments. And I'm so happy that you're here. So whatever it is that you're doing, if you're driving or if you're just taking a walk while you're listening to this podcast, if you're just lying down in your bed, snuggled up in a chair, or whenever it is that you listen to this, just know that we at Mind Stories absolutely love having you here with us. And uh, today... I'm going to talk about something which is slightly more personal, um, a little bit more uh, deeper than whatever I have been sharing so far. I know that I've been trying to give a lot of um, insights and tips on what I have been doing to manage my own mental wellness. And uh, somehow I wanted to just take this moment to just let you know about a particular story that is kind of very significant in my life and uh, let me tell you how it actually all came about so I usually receive a lot of emails on my personal email from strangers and I don't want to call them strangers I think they're just friends I haven't met yet and I I do try to respond to a lot of the emails but over this last month or a half especially since I had this wrist injury I haven't really been able to respond to those emails but um, more than that, I'm always stunned that complete strangers or friends whom I haven't met actually write to somebody whom they don't know, sharing their, their deepest pain, anxieties, worries, vulnerabilities, or just something that made them smile. And uh, I've always wondered what it is that makes us reach out to somebody whom we don't know. And that thought made me think of a time back in 2003 I think it was 2002 2003 and I was a spoken English teacher as I used to say uh, teaching in a very small village in uh, in China in eastern China it was a village called Leungang and mainly um, famous for a nuclear plant um, that was kind of constructed by the Russians so it was just a little you know, seaside town was close to Shanghai, and um, it was my one of my very first real jobs, and also the first time I was away on my own. I was pretty lost, and not that I'm not lost right now, but the degree of lostness was pretty high then. And at this particular foreign school that I was teaching, uh, I just had um, another friend for company there, and she was from Scotland. So once upon <laughs> once upon a time, I think we decided. We'll just step out and um, go to Shanghai. And, uh, think about it this way. I was pretty secluded as a child and I did not really have too much of exposure to, let's say, uh, a different culture in terms of um, what we see right now. Uh, I wasn't really exposed to pubbing, wasn't exposed to partying. I was pretty shy. And uh, in fact, teaching itself was a pretty big um, uh, step for me. But so here I am with uh, Melissa and we decided to go to Shanghai. And uh, so we just took a flight. And I remember that I didn't know how to even fasten my seatbelt. So I just kind of just, you know, kept it over, over myself, hoping that nobody would notice. Um, just to let you know, I was that green. And um, so we went to Shanghai and it was just for the weekend because it was just about maybe a 30 minute flight from Leingang to Shanghai. And Melissa is from Scotland, 
and uh, a lot of Scots love to drink. So to cut my story short, well, you know, the day we landed, we decided to go and uh, hang out at a pub. And um, Shanghai had this very famous pub street. I forget the name of the street, but um, that was where everybody went out. It was like this line of pubs. It was just kind of like uh, one after another. So you could really go pub hopping and... Um, that's what we did. We decided to go pub hopping. And Melissa found um, a pretty handsome Chinese boy whom she really liked. And so the three of us just decided to go investigate more pubs. And the result of all of that pub hopping is that uh, we landed up at some other pub at 2 a.m. in the night. And uh, uh, Melissa and her newfound boyfriend were uh, kind of trying to get to know each other. And I was feeling like maybe I just had too much of gin and tonic. I just wanted to step out. It was noisy, it's too much of cigarette smoke, and uh, my head was spinning. And uh, I wasn't used to any of this. I wasn't used to the partying. I was I was extremely uncomfortable. I wasn't used to um, drinking. I I really I was totally out of my comfort zone. In fact, I didn't even know what my comfort zone was. So I just decided to step out and uh, grab some fresh night air. So. I stepped out, it was cold, and um, it was refreshingly cold. And as I stood there, there was another guy who was also dressed completely in black who was standing next to me. And I just stood there, we both looked at the sky. And I remember it was a pretty clear sky in Shanghai uh, that night. And um, we just started talking. And uh, I don't really know his name right now. I don't even remember, but he was a student of Zen Buddhism. And uh, he said that he had converted to Buddhism and he was now a practicing Zen Buddhist. And I really don't know what he was doing at a pub, but I think it's pretty Zen about being at a pub too. So, <coughs> excuse me about this. But there he was. And we started talking about life, about certain things that I felt I was going through in life. I was lost and confused and honestly I cannot really tell you what the conversation was I just remember that we spoke for hours and it was almost 4 a.m when Melissa came out and said hey let's get back to the hotel and I turned to the Zen Buddhist and um, he was from Germany that much I do remember and uh, he just kind of put his hands on my shoulders and uh, you know we had spoken a lot of intense things that night and he just said Sumitha Whatever you do, don't lose the shine of the light in you. And he said that and hugged me and walked away. And I never met him again. But think of this shy, confused, lost kid. I was a kid, I think I was 23, 24. And I'm having this conversation in a pretty drunken stupor with this Buddhist who tells me not to lose the shine of the light in me, no matter what. At that time, I didn't even know what it meant, but those words stuck. I had tried very hard for the rest of my life to not lose that light. What does it mean to not lose the shine of the light? Sometimes we lose hope. We feel things are just way too downhill for us to just ever get uphill again sometimes feel that there's no faith there's no hope i've been there but 
not to lose the shine of the light in you means that we find in us a certain resilience, a certain strength, even in our weakness, even in our most vulnerable moments. So even after that, there was one time when I decided I, I really did not want to live and I just wanted to take my life. But I did not lose the shine of that light. I held on. There were many moments after that when I felt that's it. I just don't know when things are going to get better, if at all. But I held on to this flickering light. I held, I don't know what I can call this light as. It's just a certain belief, perhaps, however tiny, that life can be beautiful for you. And that you can definitely bring in that light of kindness, joy and compassion from yourself and spread it to others. So from that time, I tried to see not just how others can be of, of help to me, but also what I could do to help others. It sounds very, very much like a famous politician's quote, but honestly, I started to write deeply then. And from that article, from that story, I wrote an article for Deccan Herald, which uh, was published in in what they call as the middle. And I forgot about it. And then many years later, somebody reached out to me on email saying, I was looking through the Deccan Herald article and I just can't find that piece that you wrote. It was called Windows of Light. And uh, it was all about my meeting with Zen Buddhists and how we should not lose hope. And this person, a complete stranger, wrote to me and said that she wanted that piece. And I said, oh, really? I I did those were the times that we did not really have a laptop and I didn't have a, 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 a copy of it, you know. So I went back, I hunted somewhere in my wardrobe and I found that the, the actual um, handwritten piece, I made a copy of it. So I kind of scanned it. Oh, no, I did not scan it. I think I typed it out and I sent it to her. And she said, thank you so much. This piece has held me up every time I lost hope. And I want to give this now to somebody else who was in her college who was going through a terrible time. So when she couldn't find it on the Deccan Herald side when they had gone through um, a revamping process, she reached out to me to say, can I have this, this article that gave me hope? And so I gave this to her, she took it, gave it to her friend, and that friend found solace. I don't know to who else that friend gave it to, but I like to believe that that little story is making its way still out in this world. And somewhere, somebody is still being changed by what a Zen Buddhist told me at 2 a.m. in the morning in Shanghai back in 2002-2003. So... Sometimes the reason why I do any of this is to just tell somebody that um, even when things are most hopeless, there's still hope in that phrase, in that word. And do not underestimate the power of your own kindness and the power of your own words and the power of your own goodness as well. And if you ever feel like that light inside you is dimming, I really want to say this. It might dim, it might flicker, it might even fade out for a little bit. But trust me, 
that light is yours to keep. So for all of you who write to me feeling a little bit hopeless, I want to say that I've been there. I feel pretty hopeless 23 hours sometimes in a day. But I also hold on to that light for the remaining one hour. And that keeps me going for the next 23 hours. So there's not much I'm going to preach, offer suggestions, or uh, do anything here. But just tell you that I don't think that Zen Buddhist Ahmed really knows the impact of those words he, he just uttered. Maybe he was equally drunk. I don't know. But just as he doesn't know, I want to tell you that um, a lot of our small actions have big impact. And whatever it is that you feel you can do today, if you are feeling like you're in a rut, take that one small action. If you don't feel like getting out of bed, just opening your eyes even if you're still lying in the bed is still commendable if you don't feel like walking then just sitting by the window and staring out is also equally an accomplishment if you don't feel like writing maybe a text message to a friend is, is a great thing to do but whatever it is that we do those small things that we take to help ourselves to nourish ourselves they all make a difference and that's how i sustain myself so I was 22 or 23 when I heard this, this phrase and I'm still sticking to it and honoring it because if somebody could have seen that there was something in me then, I think that a lot of people are going to say that of you as well, right? So that's what I want to leave you with. Whatever it is that you're going through or not, just continue to allow the light to shine in you. Don't allow that light to fade away. And even if it does, know that it's always there for you to claim. All right. So I hope this little story just made you smile a little bit. And uh, if you hear me coughing through this episode, I'm sorry about that. I've been unwell for quite some time now. It's very strange and I'm actually going through this phase. But, uh, well, that's what it is. So I hope that you take some heart. I hope you take some uh, light. I hope that you take a smile or two on, on whatever it is they're going through. And just be gentle on yourself and um, understand sometimes that maybe the journey might seem long. It may not seem worth it. But it's always going to be lit up by your own kindness and your own love for yourself. Right? So with that... I shall leave you and I do hope if you want to write to me, please continue to write to me. And we also have our own um, uh, email ID. I do check this email as well. So you can write to me at podcast at um, mindstories.com. That is podcast at mindstories.com. And uh, I hope that you're following us. I hope that you're also leaving a rating. I think that kind of helps. And uh, do share this podcast. If you actually hear this podcast, then please do take a screenshot of this and share it with us on social media for us to kind of uh, tag you and give you a shout out as well. Or just really, honestly, just to say thank you. Honestly, I, I, I don't know what else I should give you for that, but uh, it would just be great if you can take a screenshot of this and let me know that, hey, I listened to this and tag us on Instagram or LinkedIn. We are there, I think, as um, We Are Mind Stories. Uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really bad with social media. So I'll leave all those links for you. 
on um, the show notes. And uh, if you do listen to this, remember, take a screenshot and send it to us. We'll be so happy. We'll be so happy to know who actually is listening and if this has made any difference to you. Uh, we don't really get very detailed statistics on uh, who is listening apart from, say, you know, persons listening from, say, a particular city or a location or what device uh, they listen on. But who are you? That we don't know and that we would love to know. So do allow us to be friends. There's really no such thing as strangers, right? So I look forward to having a brand new episode with you as friends next week right let's build on this friendship and i wish you well and i hope that you will be kind to yourself that you'll be kind to others that you'll take good care of yourself and uh, good care of everybody else that you love as well as somebody whom that you don't love as well sometimes i think it's that's also important <laughs> but remember whatever it is that you do don't allow the shine of the light in you to fade okay just remember to keep that light going we are here for you so until next time take very good care of yourself and i shall see you next week and i hope that you are logging into our website we're kind of slowly ramping it up so do log on to mindstories.com that is mindstories.com and give us all the bouquets and also the feedback that we would love to improve on so honestly this is your site and make it yours and so i shall see you next time and we will tata and i shall catch you i think i'm repeating like far too many times i'm sorry about that but you know we do love you so we will <laughs>